Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm spending time this morning on Lincoln Live with Lincoln Police Chief Jeff Blymeister. Merry Christmas, Chief. Merry Christmas, Dale. Good Wednesday morning to you, and uh, hopefully all of your listeners are able to be outside just a little bit this morning taking a deep breath because it is a gorgeous day. One of those dandy days and seasonably warm. Let's go back 24, less than 24 hours ago to an announcement that was made at the Malone Community Center. You were there, members of the Malone Center there, including Ishma Valenti and John Goodwin, the executive director, to present a check to the Lincoln Police Department, $53,000 worth, coming from generous, anonymous donors. And the only ask is that Lincoln Police give it away. Yeah, so I really have to provide uh, my gratitude, my um, credit to Ishma, to John, to the Malone Center themselves for bringing this forward. So if we look at the evolution of this particular process, um, there are people coming forward from Ishma who is constantly looking for different ways to bolster police and community relations and in such an authentic way. And Ishma reaches out. Um, he's talking to one of our staff members, Luke Bonkowitz, about this concept. He and I had a couple different discussions of trying to, hey, how can we do this in practicality? And he made it happen. He made it happen, one, because of the generous donations that had been brought forward to him. But uh, just his energy and the spirit of community relations, again, uh, great stuff, Dale. I know that our officers are excited for this partnership and uh, can't wait to see the smiles that come across the face of individuals they're able to provide a little bit of uh, money to over the Christmas season. And while we're giving props to Malone, the random act of kindness cash came about two weeks after uh, volunteers fed more than 500 people. <laughs> on a Sunday uh, in the parking lot of Malone, provided them with Thanksgiving meal ingredients, including a, a turkey. So uh, the Malone, got to give it to the Malone Center. They're, they're doing whatever they can for their neighborhood and for people in the city. Police Chief Jeff Blymeister joining me on Lincoln Live. Chief, an update on body-worn cameras for all Lincoln police officers. Yep, body-worn cameras, Dale, have been... Um, in the, in the news for a long, long time. Um, and when I came to the Lincoln Police Department in 2016, we had just a handful, literally, a handful that were assigned to our downtown bike officers. And we have seen the, um, the demand both internally and from so many members of the public for years that they want this increased transparency, this increased trans, uh, accountability that comes with the recording of every interaction. And so we listened to that input. We heard the messages, both internal and external, as I said. And in 2018, through some pretty generous donations from citizens, we were able to 
put the center team, all of our center team were equipped with body-worn cameras. Um, we fast-forward, excuse me, that was in 2019. I'm a year off there, Dale. Uh, 2020, uh, Northwest team is equipped fully with body-worn cameras, including our traffic officers. And now, with the support of the council and the mayor, um, we are adding body-worn cameras to the other three geographic teams and our canine officers. Uh, and it comes at a cost, right? It comes at a cost of about $190,000, um, and that's for the hardware and does not account for the background or the infrastructure to support all of that storage. But the hundred, an additional 100 body-worn cameras to bolster the um, almost 60 that we currently have are ordered. They're on their way. We're anticipating delivery in late December, and we're hopeful to be able to put the entire process in place in early January. Another thing, Dale, that I really think that your listeners would be interested in, at least I am, because I, I am very passionate, I am a believer in this technology, is that we were able, with the support of the council and the mayor, to add two civilian positions that really are going to manage this very large-scale technology project, and that includes managing the servers, the storage space, the remote uploads, the, the uh, um, repair of the devices themselves, and then on the backside, it is going to be making sure that the prosecutors, both the city attorney's office and the Lancaster County attorney's office, Pat Condon's crew, um, are provided what they need for prosecution. Yet, Chief, there is criticism. Citizens at Monday's city council meeting uh, made a statement that camera footage is more likely to be used by police to prosecute someone than to hold officers accountable. Uh, your comeback to a statement like that. You know, Dale, um, on the very conceptual basis, are we more likely, so statistically more probable, to use this in prosecution? Absolutely. Because it is an objective recording of the interaction an objective recording of what is said and what is not said, both by the police officer and by the person that they're interviewing. And on rare occasions, the body-worn camera may actually capture elements of the crime in, pro in progress. So I agree with that statement. Is it going to be used more so in that fashion? Absolutely. But I disagree wholeheartedly in that this is a methodology of transparency and accountability without hesitation, because when you look at our publicly available policies that have a foundation in state statute, it really talks about, hey, this is what steps must be taken. And one of the biggest steps in that, and you look at our policies, it talks about the random review of officers' body-worn camera footage, something that we've done at the Lincoln Police Department for a long time, and we continue to do because what we're trying to do is make sure that in those interactions that no matter what, no matter how poorly our officers may be being treated, that they're responding with professionalism, with dignity and respect. And if those body-worn cameras capture something that is done incorrectly by an officer, 
and that does happen, that does happen, and we've seen it over the years, then they will be held accountable. And uh, that's, that's really my response, is that throughout a majority of my career, first with in-car cameras and now with body-worn cameras, there has been this constant demand for this layer of oversight. And I'm excited about it, Dale. Back to Monday's council meeting, there was support and opposition to using a federal grant to fund five new police officers. Supporters said that it would help keep the peace. Opponents said that five officers wouldn't make a difference. As a matter of fact, neighborhoods aren't safe because of police was one of the positions. So first, Chief, would five officers make a difference? And second, how many officers would be needed to be added to bring the police to citizen ratio up to standards in Lincoln? Great question. And so we really have to focus on what is the application for these five new officers. And it is focused specifically on preventing and responding to acts of violence relating to firearms. And do I believe that these five officers are going to impact violent crime, preventing violent crime from occurring in Lincoln? I absolutely do. And we are going to be able to take one of those five positions because of staffing shortfalls that we have, and we're going to, that person is going to begin on the first week in January with our new bid. And really, that individual's role is going to be um, coordinating, coordinating the different types of evidence when we seize a firearm. For example, ensuring that the serial number is being traced through the databases that exist. What is the history of that firearm? How did it come into the hands of the police department? Was it used in a crime here? Was it used in crimes in other locales? Another part of it is something that we have done that uh, Sergeant Max Hubka and Investigator Lacey Reha have championed is the Nibin entry. And that really goes to when we cease shell casings, we are working with the ATF to analyze the individual characteristics from the stamp on the, uh, on the shell casing itself to determine if, what caliber of weapon, what make, what model, and once again, is there other shell casings that have been recovered in Lincoln, in Omaha, across the U.S. that have been used in crimes. There's so many other things, including educational components and establishing uh, clear lines of communication with those that sell firearms, um, it is going to make an impact. The second portion of your question, is five going to bring the ratios to where they need to be? Uh, the answer is no, Dale. Um, five, the addition of five new positions on an annual basis keeps pace with population growth. And you and I have talked extensively about how do we know how many police officers an individual community needs. And the reality, there's a whole bunch of different matrices that we can look at. You know, the simplest version is officers per 1,000. And you and I have discussed that in order to, um, we, we would have to bolster our force by almost 100, um, if not more, in order to be in the ballpark of communities similar to our own. 
And that has a host of challenges, both physical, because that is an expensive endeavor at the taxpayer expense, and also the challenges that we've, we're facing of recruiting and retaining high-quality individuals without compromising the hiring standards. And so we're going to work within whatever parameters are provided to us, both physically and through our application process. We're going to constantly advocate, or at least I'm going to constantly advocate, to continue to add officers and also to work on how we recruit in order to bring those with that servant heart set to our agency. Chief, I have just enough time because this is the last opportunity I'll have to talk to you in the month of December before Christmas, and that is uh, people who are uh, thinking about stealing packages from doorsteps and porches because over half this country is buying a lot of or all of their holiday purchases online and have it delivered to their home. Hear it from you that between ring doorbells and security cameras, Lincoln police are all over porch pirates. We absolutely are, and, and statistically, Dale, even though that the, I'm reading the same um, articles that you are regarding retail and how the online shopping has been bolstered this year, but yet package thefts are down. Definitely an impact of COVID, without hesitation. There are so many people that are working from home that are so aware of what is occurring in their neighborhoods that if there are individuals out there that are thinking about stealing packages off the porch, don't. You're going to get caught. You're going to be held responsible. And even if a neighbor doesn't see it and call in, which we're seeing and hearing all the time, as you mentioned, more and more people, myself included, have some type of ring doorbell or some type of home surveillance system that is going to capture your actions in high-quality detail. Chief, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk again in 2021. Merry Christmas, Dale, and uh, thanks again to KFOR and all of your coworkers for continuing to carry our messages. And as we mentioned a week ago when we met in person, for being part of the accountability process for the Lincoln Police Department. Police Chief Jeff Blymeister with me on Lincoln Live.